Welcome to Lafayette Sunnyside Intermediate School, where amazing things happen. This is the Shine On Sunnyside podcast, where listeners will get to know our caring and innovative staff, as well as let listeners in on the amazing happenings in their classrooms. Hello, listeners. Uh, first, thanks again for tuning in. Uh, a slight format change with this episode, episode three. Uh, Mrs. Aaron Scott, fifth grade STEM teacher here at Sunnyside. You will discover a, a talent of Aaron's, and we've added some bonus audio to the end of our of this week's episode um, after the the main interview. Uh, stay tuned to listen in, and you'll discover one of Aaron's talents. Enjoy. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Shine On Sunnyside podcast. I'm Matt Brown, principal here at Lafayette Sunnyside Intermediate School, and I'm joined today by fifth grade STEM teacher, Aaron Scott. Welcome to the show, Aaron. Thank you. Uh, Actually, this is our first before school podcast, so it's kind of a coffee club or breakfast club edition of Shine On. Um, Aaron, the first thing I want to talk about is something that you and I are both very excited about, and it's become somewhat of a tradition here at Sunnyside. Tell our listeners about our upcoming Family STEM Night. STEM Night is a free event held here at Sunnyside for students and their families to participate in fun activities focusing on science, technology, engineering, and mathematics. This year, STEM Night has been moved back to fall and is coming soon. Families can join in on the fun Thursday, September 13th from 6.30 to 8 o'clock p.m. We plan on having more activities than last year, so there will be new things for students who came last year to try. I know last year we did a we did the, uh, the, the STEM night in the spring. That kind of got us past our construction window and uh, would have been a, a little messy uh, had we done it in the fall last year. Um, but we're excited about this year's return to the family STEM night in the fall. Um, We want to see as many families as possible. This is a free family night of learning. Again, you've got a couple weeks here to start planning and get this on your calendar. It's, again, September 13th from 6.30 to 8 p.m. Just a reminder to students that are listening in, you do need to be accompanied by a family member uh, over the age of 18. But the entire family, uh, older, younger siblings, mom, dad, grandma, grandpa, aunts and uncles, everyone is invited, invited to our family STEM night. So, Aaron, are you ready to shine on? Certainly. Here we go. Aaron, take us through your educational journey. All right. Um, I grew up in a small town of Rucheville. It's just west of Kokomo. I attended Western School Corporation first through 12th grades. Um, and when I was in third grade, my mom started working at the school as a substitute teacher. And then when I was in fifth grade, she was hired as the intermediate librarian. So in fifth grade, the only time the cool girls wanted to sit with me was during library because my mom had lessons for us and they thought I knew all the answers. Um, (laughs) When I was in fifth grade, I was also part of a morning drama club and I actually stuck with drama club all throughout middle school, but then I dropped it for the robotics team when I was in high school. Um, Also when I was in high school, I started a skeptics club my senior year. The club was meant for teaching critical thinking skills, which I thought my school was lacking in. (laughs) Okay. Yeah, I went in front of the school board for that one. Really? Yeah. Okay. Hold on a second. Take a, you went to the school board. How old? Uh, 17, 16, 17. 16, 17 year old yeah. standing in front of the school board asking, probably demanding. Asking demanding for, for critical thinking skills. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> and, and what was the response? 
Uh, well, one of the board members thought it was funny to say, oh, I'm skeptical about this club, which made me really nervous that he was going to say no. Uh-huh. Um, but no, they were all very happy. Um, I mean, the superintendent was the father of someone in my class. So he knew me, sort of. Uh-huh. Uh, so he was just pleased to see that somebody his son's age was willing to start something new, I think. Oh, that's very cool. Very cool. Okay. Continue with your journey. Oh, no, that's really bad. Yeah, that's about <laughs> yeah. it. Okay. After high school? After high school, I went to IUK so I could live at home and get a very cheap education. <laughs> um, a quality education. Yes, quality education, living at home, able to, you know, not have to worry about cooking my own meals and all that kind of stuff, <laughs> being able to sleep in a comfortable bed, not having an annoying roommate other than my sister. So good experience. Um Junior high, high school, what were some of the things that you were involved in? Um, mostly I stuck with robotics in high school. That's actually where I met my husband my freshman year. Um, we started dating, and then we dated all throughout high school, throughout college, and got married right before I uh, started working here. So he was actually a big part of what I remember about high school. Yeah. Uh, but You met in the robotics yeah, club? Yeah, we met in the robotics Oh, that's so cool. Now, and now this was the, this is the uh, competitive. Yeah. The first robotics. We first were robotics. Okay. 292. <laughs> your team name. Oh, that's very cool. That's, that's a neat robotic romance <laughs> story right there. Very cool. Very cool. Um, this is year three for you. Started off as a humanities teacher here made the change to STEM. Um, what is it about teaching, teaching in general, or maybe teaching STEM that you enjoy the most? Well, I know that kids usually tend to choose one or the other that they like. They either like reading or they like math, and there hardly ever seems to be an in-between. Um, I'm really trying to reach out to those kids who say, I don't like math. What's the point of math? And showing them that you need it and there is a point to math. Um, actually, uh, just yesterday we were doing rounding decimals. So I said, why do we even need to learn how to round decimals? What's important about it? And they were all ready to tell me their reasoning for it, which was great. I didn't have to tell them, this is why you have to learn it. They know why. Um, it was funny, though, because one of the kids said, um, I use rounding when I go shopping. I was like, yes, exactly. I use rounding all the time. You see something that says $2.99. You're like, why don't they just say $3? And then, of course, that makes so much more sense. I get it? Oh. <laughs> that, that was about It's a little my, early in the morning, but yes, I get it now. I get too. it now. That is great. <laughs> the dead silence and then one girl, oh, I get it. <laughs> oh, that's, that is that's a teacher joke. I mean, that's definitely a teacher oh, joke. Oh, I got right a thousand of them. Oh, well, we may have to get into more of those. Um, I was the same way. I'm like, why do we need to know this? And that same conversation I remember having several times it was, why don't they just make it $2 a gallon? Why they, you know, right. why are things too nice? I have to count pennies. And, you know, again, it probably goes back towards my uh, unliking of math as a kid, but uh, you Kids do realize that, and they are developing this number sense, and they become very passionate about rounding. Um, mm -hmm. Looking ahead, uh, or actually before that, let's talk about what's going on. What's going on in your classroom right now that's got you excited? 
Um, well, we just finished level one in math and level one in science. I'm starting to gamify a little bit. Mostly. Level one. Okay. Yeah, Talk so, us through a level. Uh, level one, we were just worrying about number sense with place values. Now that we've figured out our place values in level two, we're doing stuff with our place values. So now we are going to start um, adding and subtracting our decimals and whole numbers. Um, level one in science, we were focusing on volume, finding volume in different ways. And now we're moving on to level two, which is focusing more on the differences between mass and weight and why one is different on the moon and the other one stays the same. Um, and then we are also about to finish up our final growth mindset lessons. Um, students have been doing a really good job on those. We just start our day off with a little mini lesson about uh, this week it was grit. Um, previous weeks it was power of thought. So so you have these levels, the gamification. So now we're going to level up to level two. Level up. Mm -hmm. Are there cheat codes? Oh, <laughs> maybe that maybe that could come later. <laughs> <laughs> I just think gamification. I immediately go back to my my fifth and sixth grade years, thinking about that was about the time that uh, Nintendo Nintendo had really taken off, and these magazines were being published that you could get cheat codes for like Super Mario Brothers. And so I don't even know if kids today even talk about cheat codes, but oh, uh, there's there's um, <laughs> looking ahead. What's uh, what have you, what are you excited about? That's uh, in your plan book uh, a little down the road. All right. I love to do classroom transformations. I did a few last year and I have way more planned this year. Um, the most popular memorable transformation I did last year was Glow Day. And some of the sixth grade students who are my fifth graders last year have even visited asking if I'm going to do Glow Day again because they remember it so well. Um, but the first transformation I plan on doing this year is a decimal diner where I will transform the room into a diner. And we'll use real world connections to deepen our understanding of place values, adding, subtracting, multiplying, dividing decimals. Very cool. I'm, I'm guessing a menu is involved. Yes. Okay. Menus will be involved. And tablecloths. <laughs> okay. And so what's on the menu? Um, you'll, you'll just have to come visit and find out. <laughs> okay. A cliffhanger, our first cliffhanger. Um, tell us about a teaching or in-school moment that you will probably always remember. Yeah, I'll definitely always remember um, my senior year when my senior AP calculus teacher told my class that she had worked many jobs, but since she became a teacher, she hadn't worked a day in her life. Um, her message wasn't meant to be, hey, everybody become a teacher. Uh, she really meant it for us to be working for something that we are passionate about. And at the time of her message, I was being told by all my other teachers in the building that I shouldn't become a teacher. They said I was too smart and I should go into science. So um, I actually first started off at IUK with a health science degree, but it just it didn't fit, didn't really feel right. And I just knew that after graduating, I wouldn't enjoy what I was doing. So I had really thought about her message a lot. And um, once I changed my major to education, I was working as a substitute teacher at Western and I happened to walk by my calculus teacher. It, this was during her last year of teaching. Um, and I told her what she said to my class during my senior year really stuck with me. And it really helped me find the right path to become a teacher. Cool story. Now, now those other teachers, when you came back as a substitute teacher, were you just kind of you know, in your face? Um, I'm not a scientist. I'm actually, a teacher. the teachers who told me not to be teachers weren't there when I came no. back. Yeah, one of them had retired. Um, another one quit teaching, and she just went back to the science field that she was working in before becoming a teacher. And 
yeah, so I didn't really get to stick it to them. <laughs> Because they, they, they quit. So. <laughs> um, Aaron, you started our first ever girls STEM club. Um, tell us a little bit about the, the the motivation behind that. I mean, I remember you coming to me and we, we talked about it. But what really sort of triggered that idea in, in your mind that said, you know what, we need a girls STEM club? I really wanted to empower more young girls to stick with their ambitions, despite what the media says. And I could go on a rampage about the media, but that <laughs> that will take too long. Uh, so Girls STEM Club is a way to help keep women in the field of science, technology, engineering, and mathematics. Um, this year I have new plans and I've prepared for some pretty major projects. Uh, I'm also hoping I'll have better luck getting more female guests who work in STEM positions to pose as role models to help these young girls see a career path for them in the STEM field. Very good. And numbers last year, first year, how many girls did we have? Oh, it fluctuated. Um, uh, really, I'd say we had a solid eight. But on the day that everybody found out we were doing a slime day, oh, slime uh, day. we had a, a close to 20. Oh, um, wow. Okay. They had all joined that day and then quit the next. <laughs> so any listeners out there that know a uh, someone in the STEM field, uh, as, as she said, female, uh, in the STEM world that you feel could would be a nice guest with our, our Girls STEM Club, reach out to us. Aaron, you're also an Apple teacher. Um, I know the Apple teacher program is is fairly new program, but tell our listeners about a little bit about Apple teacher, but also talk to them, talk to us about how iPad, along with this certification, has impacted the way your students learn and the way that you teach. Well, I love that every student has their own iPad to use every day. Um, the Apple apps have so many educational capabilities. It's kind of insane. <laughs> it's, it's overwhelming almost. And uh, just so our, our Aaron has spent the last two days with an Apple professional learning specialist and just opened up this, this trove of tools. And so I know Aaron's pretty geeked right now about oh, yeah. what's uh, <laughs> What's in store? So I'm sorry. Go on. That's all right. Uh, my classroom is completely paperless. So we do everything on our iPad. Um, but this year, I'm going to try to move away from using the iPad simply as like a worksheet editing tool and moving more towards using it as a creative outlet. Um, learning more about keynote pages, iMovies, and now I've just learned about clips. Um, they definitely are going to help students show their thinking using different modalities. Um, I even got extremely excited to learn about some of the features Numbers has. Um, and becoming an Apple teacher was easy choice, um, and I definitely have no regrets. Yeah, um, folks can't see us right now, but she's literally paperless right now. I've got notes right here that, you know, questions for the show. She's on her iPad. She's paperless, literally paperless right now. Um, if someone's who who is, uh, you probably talk to folks and, and friends or people in general that are, are considering a career in teaching, um, what advice or what would you tell them if they're kind of maybe on the fence? Um, well, I would tell them if teaching is their passion, they need to do it. And I really thought a long time about how I could elaborate on this statement and, you know, go on and on and on about my thoughts about it. But it's just that simple. If teaching is their passion, they need to do it. Simple. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Outside of school, uh, what do you like to do? I love to play the piano. I've played the piano my whole life, which isn't that much of an exaggeration. My parents have video of me um, in a onesie when I was a toddler sitting on the piano bench, wiggling to the beat 
um, while our old tiny player piano was playing a song. Um, my parents even tell the story about how when I was three, I taught myself the Barney song on the piano by ear. And I don't know if they're bragging or if it's true because I don't remember doing it. I was three. Um, but I started taking lessons when I was five and I started composing when I was nine. I love to write music, especially um, just instrument instrumental, though. I don't I mean, I'll sing along to some songs that I learned, but I don't I don't write lyrics. OK, um, I also like to come up with my own arrangements for popular songs that I play by ear. Um, not very proud to say it, but I rarely play using sheet music. Um, I usually just go by how it sounds. Can you walk up to a piano right now and just. Yeah. If I gave you a song, you take a few minutes and just start playing. If or, you told me the song and I heard the song, I could play it. If you gave me the sheet music, I couldn't. I really am bad at reading sheet music. But if I listened to it, I could I could play it. Have you ever been like at a get-together or party or whatever and like, hey, there's a piano. I'm just oh, going to yeah. start playing. Next thing you know, you got like a dozen people around you singing Billy Joel. Yeah. Or, you know, um, like actually, when I went to Texas one time to visit my grandparents, they had Play Me, I'm Yours pianos all around Austin. And I went to every single mm -hmm. one and I played a song on each one. And I got cards from music producers. I got compliments from people walking down the street. Um, there was, I used to be able to play Bohemian Rhapsody by Queen with uh -huh. my eyes closed. I can't do it with my eyes closed anymore. I still play it though. But um, there was one time I was at a party and I played that with my eyes closed. I was in middle school and it was my older sister's high school party. And these <laughs> high school boys were like gathered around me listening. And one of them snapped his fingers in front of my face to see if my eyes were actually closed. And one of the other guys was like, she can hear you snap your fingers, idiot. <laughs> uh, but yeah. So uh, I'm, I did not know that. So, all right. So my, my thought is if I were to wheel a piano out to our main entrance on a Friday, would you play as the students Definitely. came into the building? Oh, okay. Oh, yeah. We're working on that. I'd love I, to okay. Do that. I've already got ideas. That is very cool. <laughs> Actually um, at Western, when I grew up, uh, one of the fifth grade teachers had my fifth grade math teacher had a piano in her classroom and she just retired last year and she offered it to me and I really thought about taking it and putting it in my room but I realized I didn't really have the space for it or the classroom management skills to keep other kids <laughs> keep, off of it keep their hands but, off um, of it and then on the week before winter break one of the other fifth grade teachers would play Christmas carols on it um, they'd wheel the piano out to the you know, main entrance and he'd play Christmas carols on it lots the kids were walking in that is this is going to be amazing. I'm, I, I cannot wait. We're, we're going to do that. And we may do it several times. Oh, yeah. I, I, you're probably too young. You, you Actually, you are too young to even remember this. But the Tippecanoe Mall here used to have like an organ store. Like organs. Huh. You know, and there would be somebody like at the, the entrance to the organ store playing. So like the mall has that unique smell. <laughs> it also had like that unique almost carousel type music being yeah. played. I just uh, and you you see it's like kind of in like the fancy malls and stores. You know, how how fun would it be that our kids are coming in on a say a Friday morning, maybe a Wednesday morning to help us get through the, you know the, the midweek blues or whatever. But you're playing this music as the kids are coming. Oh, okay, I'm excited. <laughs> um, what's one thing you think your students uh, would find out to be really really cool about you? Oh, I'm not sure if it'd be really really cool, but um, I lost my first tooth when I was four. Um, I just forced it out because my older sister was losing her teeth. I wanted to be like, Oh, you want to be like, I want to be like my sister. So I was four years old, yanking my teeth out and freaking my mom out a lot. Um, but because I continued pulling my teeth out when I was so young, I was left toothless for a long time. So I developed a lisp 
which I had to have corrected using speech therapy at school. So because I got pulled you out of removed class. your own teeth. I removed my own teeth. <laughs> yeah. I would like twist them and pull them and yank them until they just came out like my older sister. Who was at an appropriate age to be losing teeth? To be losing teeth. teeth, you just wanted to play catch up. That <laughs> I would say that'd be I don't know, yeah, I don't know necessarily cool, <laughs> yeah, but incredibly cool, interesting but yes, about very you interesting. to remove your own teeth. All right, so here's a fun little game I like to call the lightning round. I've got a list of questions here, short questions, short answers. You ready to go? I uh, sure. And you have no idea what's coming. <laughs> All right. Either now or as a child, what was your favorite cereal? Honey Nut Cheerios. Honey Nut Cheerios. Oh, I could eat that for days. Still. Oh, yeah. I, I mean, if if you if I were to choose one cereal I could eat all the time, it would be Honey Nut Cheerios. I mean, if you, if you said, what's my favorite sugary one? There's this new one out okay, yeah. that is Frosted Flakes Lucky Charms. So instead of like the marshmallows with the gross cereal that you eat around, yes. it's the marshmallows with Frosted with Flakes. With Frosted Flakes. And it is incredible. That is incredible. That sounds, <laughs> that sounds incredible. Uh, favorite movie of all time? Um, I really like the Guardians of the Galaxy. Okay. How many are there? There's just two, right? I don't know. Oh, wait. Are you talking that... about movies or yes. characters? Movies. Okay. Aren't there two movies? Yeah. yeah, there's two. I mean, if you don't count um, the one where that, what is it? I haven't seen it. Give it not the Avengers. The one that has everybody in it. Okay. See, I can't follow that. I don't really watch movies. So that's <laughs> okay. why I know. <laughs> All right. Next question. Would you rather climb a mountain or skydive? Oh, no. Neither. I really don't want to do either. Do I have to choose one? You have to choose one. Oh, okay. Uh, climb a mountain. Climb a mountain. What's something you could eat for a week straight? Honey Nut Cheerios. Honey Nut Cheerios. <laughs> Only Honey Nut Cheerios. Committed to the Honey Nut Cheerio. Would you rather wake up to an air horn blowing in your face every day or wake up and have to run 10 miles every morning. Oh, air horn. That's air horn. <laughs> Dark chocolate or milk chocolate? I'm allergic to chocolate. Good answer. Oh, I mean, really? Yeah. Okay. Can't eat it. <laughs> Can't cross that one off the list. Say something cool. Something cool. Ah, gosh. I should have known. I, I, teacher joke. Um, polka dots or stripes? Well, I'm wearing stripes, so let's go with that. Stripes, okay. <laughs> uh, would you go to a movie alone? Um, no. Even the Emoji movie? Uh, no. I watched the Emoji movie with my nephew. He's two and a half and he loves it. Loves it, yeah. It, my children absolutely love it. What is your favorite emoji? Cool sunglasses guy. One okay. of my coffee mugs. Oh, look at there. <laughs> I am literally literally too cool for this. That's what the inside of her mug says. That's very cool. All right. So kind of a STEM question. If you were given the opportunity to fly into space, given today's technology... Say Elon Musk. It's like, hey, I want to send a, a fifth grade STEM teacher up into space. Would you do it? Um, yes. Without hesitation, definitely yes. I'm like terrified of heights and all that kind of stuff, but I would totally do it. You'd, 100%. You'd get into a space crash. Oh, I would not say no. <laughs> really? Oh, yeah. Definitely. Okay. If you're listening, listeners out there, she's ready <laughs> to go to space. Well, Aaron, um, thank you for being this morning's guest. Usually we are recording our podcast after school. But you are our first morning guest before school, Shine On podcast participant. Uh, so thank you for being here. Yeah, thanks for having me. Yeah. Uh, thank you to all of our listeners, and be sure to follow Sunnyside on all of our social media platforms, such as Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, for this episode and future episodes. And we're also 
Um, now available on all of your favorite podcast hosting sites, for example, iTunes. Um, our next episode, we'll interview another caring and innovative educator who will share the amazing happenings in their classroom. Until then, shine on, Sunnyside. Thank you.